0: Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Dear Moon to Moon, it's Britain, and this episode is very, very meaningful to me. There's a very, very powerful conversation here. And before I introduce that, I want to share that this is the episode where I announce the 13th Readers for the Magicians Table 2024. First let me catch up anyone that's like what is that? <laughs> so the magicians table is a 3 month container. It's an experiential space. It's not really a class, it's not really a course. It's a it's an experience. It's a crucible it's a momentum. It's um. It's a deeply magical space that teaches me what it is more every year. Last episode, I talked about Aquarius, and I shared with you a powerful question that's in my book, Living Astrology, for the New Moon Ritual in the Aquarius chapter. And the question is this what kind of world makes it possible for us to wildly love living here? Amending it to the personal, what kind of world makes it possible for me to wildly love living here? And including then all beings, including and especially those with different positionalities than yourself, what kind of world makes it possible for all people to wildly love living here. In the course of discovering my channel, my magic, my mystical gifts, my weirdness, my queerness, my taboo nature, in the process of self-permissioning, of giving myself the authority to be the one that says this is who I am, of being the one that allows myself to change. So I learned to love living here and I want all beings to experience themselves as magical, to feel connected to their gifts, to have the tools and the circumstances And the conditions and the protections to be able to experience their weirdness, their wildness, their queerness every goddamn moment. I didn't set out to create the magician's table to be such a lofty goal space. I simply just saw this in my channel. I saw it and it was super weird and it's got this funny name, The Magician's Table, which is pretty goofy, okay? (laughs) It's kind of a cheesy name. (laughs) But you know what? It's what I saw and it's what I heard and it's what I wrote down in my journal, This offering is very beyond myself. I saw this whole curriculum, it just like landed in. The curriculum is mostly unchanged from me seeing it in a vision. And I saw the structure where there would be a cohort of 12 the 12 people who come to the table, the 12 magicians. I would be there, and there would be something called a 13th reader, a 13th chair. And this 13th reader would be somebody who was helping me behind the scenes, helping to support the space logistically, but especially energetically, who was helping me to infuse the field the collective field of the space with the values, the intentions and the principles that I care about. And, um, someone that I really respect and like want to hang out with and want to trust with behind the scenes and want to laugh with and want to learn from and want to change me. And the, the, the person I saw for this position initially was Jonathan Coe, who many of y'all know has been a longtime collaborator, client-student-turned-collaborator. So we did it in 2021. And then in 2022, I knew that there was going to be two cohorts, so I invited two Incredible magicians who'd been in the first group, Mariola Rosario and Megan Fry, to come support me, each holding one cohort. And then last year, I had this feeling like Rebecca Paget was someone I wanted to hold both with me, and that's what we did. Many of you know Rebecca Paget from um, co-teaching Moon to Moon with me last fall. And then this year, I had a vision of three cohorts with three different 13th readers. And I want to tell you about them and introduce them to you. And then I want you to witness and celebrate these incredible beings. Because the wisdom and the truth and the genius that came through in our conversation, I'm so proud that this is the life I live. I get to talk like this. With people like them. What kind of world? What kind of world? This kind of world. This kind of world. (sighs) Okay, so I'm going to introduce them in the order that I met them. So the first 13th reader I'm going to introduce to you is Erin Kelly. She, her. Many of y'all know Erin from various Magician's Tables iterations. Erin came to the first cohort of the Magician's Table, and you'll get to hear how she found it and everything in the conversation. But I've known Erin now since spring of 2021, when she was um, in that first group with Jonathan as the 13th reader. And... um, I've known Aaron in and out for quite some time. And most recently, Aaron was in a sibling uh, container of the Magician's Table Vulture Coven this past fall. And it just was very clear to me that Aaron has come in. It's just like this emergence that is like um, undeniable. Unshakable, so deep, so warm, so connected. Aaron is deeply, deeply devotional, and in fact, I would say devotion is the the thing that we we've got here this year in like a really deep way. Let me read Aaron's bio, and all the bios are first person, so. Forgive me for sounding kind of ridiculous reading in first person, but I think if I try to like change the um, change it to third, I'll like twist over things. So it's easier to just do it all together. Aaron says, and you can see this at our course page. I am a writer, ceremonial astrologer, and mystic with a feral heart. My intuitive gift of right timing is the essence behind my work, affectionately called slow magic. I believe desire is holy, change happens when it is time, and Eros is the driving impulse connecting this moment to the next. With an 8th house stellium, I help others find and effectively utilize their resources. I especially love using astrology and ritual to assist cycle breakers to build new beliefs, experience more satisfaction, and create space to thrive. Before leaping into my second act, I spent more than a decade creating award-winning go-to-market strategies for some of the world's biggest names. Now, I use my intuitive and results-oriented analytical skills to develop practical and effective recommendations for working with the subtle realm in everyday life. When not ensconced in enthusiastic communion with the more-than-human world, you can find me on the internet at slowmagic.com and on Instagram slowmagic and follow my writing at the Nature of Invisible Things substack. I'm going to have all this linked. As a two-time alumna, I can't wait to share my enthusiasm for the Magician's Table curriculum and experience with the 2024 cohort. My dream for this year's participants is to develop an unwavering trust in themselves and their unique magic, igniting a wildflower of in- fire of enchanted momentum into their creative lives that ripples across time and space, weaving a web of transformational change, bridging this world and the next. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Aaron is going to be the guide of the Wednesday cohort that meets at 1 p.m. Central. So that's 2 p.m. Eastern. Because the the weekly required meetup is on Wednesdays, so that will be something to think about when you're thinking about which one to attend. Okay, so then the next one is Nicole, Providence, France, Co. So I first met Nicole. I suppose it was 2021 as uh, 2021, but not until a few months after I met Aaron when Nicole joined my astrology class, then known as Charting Your Course. And um, and then she joined the container in 2022 and was in the same one as Aaron um, on Sundays, led by Megan Fry. Uh, and that was, uh, yeah, spring of 2022. And it was, I mean... Nicole is a powerhouse uh, mystic, like, just so incredibly gifted as a seer and as an oracle and as an artist and a weaver. She's deeply connected to the unseen realm. And she's also incredibly human. Um, each, of these, each of these humans are that, you know, Powerful, power, powerful mystics who are incredibly connected to their humanity, you know, deeply grounded in their bodies and in their human experience. So then Nicole in 2022, 2023 was one of the TAs of astrology as praxis, which I Um, co-created with Jonathan Coe. It was another astrology learning container that was a year long. And Nicole was a TA. So um, we were working very closely together there. And it was a special experience. Um, One of the reasons I really wanted Nicole to be a TA for that container is because Nicole was just very open about like, I connect deeply to astrology, but I don't really care about charts, you know, and that's a, that's something that I just, as an astrology teacher, it's one of my core values to help people feel connected to how astrology wants to move through them, whether or not that looks like chart reading, you know, maybe it's not going to be chart reading, maybe it's not going to be horoscopes, maybe it's not going to be forecasts. There is a more expansive way to think about what it means to be an astrologer in my world. And Nicole just really embodied that, so I knew it would be very inspiring to the students. Okay, Nicole, here's your bio. My name is Nicole, and I am a devotee of great mystery and all her beauty, presence, liminality, and dismantling power. I am more at home in the cracks than the binary and the static. Having been woven together as a queer mixed race mycelial thinker has provided me the bone, blood, root, and celestial blueprint for learning how to dance with and at the crossroads, a location of fecund possibility, particular synergies, and emergent orientation. I delight in embodying the archetypal energy of trickster and color with this energy in my everyday life as a mother, partner, mystic, artist, and dreamer. I am both soccer mom and seer, and I love being both. Much like my collage work, my medicine is braided, animistic, liberatory, multidimensional, and surprising, always bridging the divide. I am currently learning in an intimate relationship with my Creole and Nigerian ancestors. The medicine they are awakening within me is of blood and stars and is leading me to offer ancestral healing sessions, dream work quilts, and rites of passage ritual work. This year is also the year where I am deepening in with my relationship to the floral realm, quilt work, and fermentation. As a 13th reader, I'm interested in co-creating a space of liberatory possibility, a collective field where we can explore what is desiring to be expressed at this juncture in time. I am personally going through a rebirth and I'm curious to see what aspects of myself are unfurling and how I can anchor this life force within in ways that can serve the collective. As someone who dances with great mystery, I am well acquainted with the fear that can arise at these thresholds where we are being invited to shed and to bloom. This is sacred territory. I am curious about how calling in mirth, merriment, and laughter can allow us to play, and in so doing, wake up the dormant parts of our generative creative centers so that we can experiment and explore. Please know I am here for your distinct and unique expression. I am fine-tuned to Venus to see your beauty. We are at a threshold as a collective, and I am desirous to lean into the alchemy that is not only being witnessed in community, but being received. This in and of itself is a part of the revolution. Thank you, Nicole. And last but not least, I introduce the 13th reader this year of the Morning Cohort, Nicole is the evening cohort. Aaron's the midday cohort. Samar, uh, Jade, they, them. Many of you know Samar if you've been dancing in my community recently. Samar is at all of the Unshaming the Signs. Samar helps me behind the scenes. Samar was the 13th reader of Vulture Coven. So Samar already knows a lot of the vibration of being someone who helps hold containers with me and being by my side. And Samar is just someone I trust so fucking deeply. And I feel a deep resonance with who they are at a spirit level, at a human level, at a heart level. And I'm so proud to share their bio with you now. Here we go. I am a holder of the shadows. I hunger to see you living out the fullness of your unique power. I'm also someone who has learned through their experience what it feels like to lose connection with themselves, their spirit, their power, and their magic. It is through my experience teaching others, gathering in community, growing in the shadows, and failing that I name myself an ensoulment doula and fulfill the desire to support others on their path of joining soul and self. When I took my seat at the magician's table, I had no idea as a new reader what I was up for. All I knew is that I heard the whisper and needed to answer the call. What happened in the following weeks continues to reverberate in my life at this present moment. It was the first time I was seen and held without an ask of anything else than who I was. I look forward to the magician's table. I call forward to the magician's table those who are also hungry starved even to witness the fullness of all that they are i awaken the fire inside that you thought had been quieted by the whispers to make yourself smaller i invoke the names of those magicians looking for a space to play without the fear of evaluation or expectation of outcome i motion to the dreamers the wayward the misunderstood that this is a place where you may speak and be held fuck yes thank you, Samar. I guess I didn't say that when I met Samar, which was last year's Magician's Table, in the evening group um, with Rebecca. Oh, I'm so grateful to y'all. I'm so honored to be doing this with you. Thank you so much. There's so much fun ahead. There's so much expansion ahead. There's so much to create ahead, to love ahead. Everyone listening, enjoy. I give you my conversation with the 2024 13th readers of The Magician's Table, Aaron Kelly, Nicole France Coe, and Samar Jade. Welcome to Moon to Moon 13th readers.
1: Thank you, Bretton.
0: I'm excited to be here. Yay. This is a big um this is a big uh, episode for me. It's always like the initiation of the pathway once you're here and we're sharing your voices um with anyone who's magnetized to the space. So you're here because I trust you so much and I respect you so much and I adore you so much. I'll share your official vials and more thoughts in the intro, um, but I just can't thank you enough for your trust in doing this with me. So thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Samar. Thank you, Nicole. We're calling ourselves uh, the diamond dandelions for cute reasons behind the scenes. <laughs> so, um, we have a special topic today, which is um, kind of a weird question. Who is the magician's table? Um, but before we get there, I would love to hear from each of you. Feel free to take you know, seven, 10 minutes, it can, it it can be, it can flow over if that's what needs to happen. But um, what I would love is to hear from you some about where you were in your life when you first heard about the magician's table and it came into your field of awareness and the process of turning towards it. So like, what did it, signify to you as a yes? And then maybe share what it was like a little bit to be in the container. And then on the other side, what has it meant to you past the container? Because something that I think could be an interesting thing to tease out together is like, um, the relationship to the magician's table whether or not you ever even like pay for the container container as much as like what it means kind of at a larger level as uh, like a spirit. Um, so yes, inviting inviting that conversation if you each wanna take a turn. Um, I think Aaron, you had said you'd go first. So I'm gonna hand it to
1: you. Yes. So excited to be here and share this. And I found the magician's table. I was in the very first cohort in 2021. And I had just come out of my first year at Portland School of Astrology. And so I had done some readings for friends and family, and we had read for each other. And I started Portland School of Astrology not thinking that I would be a consulting astrologer. Honestly, I went into it for the personal development, but then when I started doing the practice readings, I got really excited and had so much fun connecting the language of astrology and seeing how not only was it helping me, but it was helping other people. And it reawakened like the helper archetype within me. um in college, I studied psychology. I had intended to go on to a master's degree and that never happened. Um and so then I was in in your orbit because I had bought the workbooks and then I got the email for the magician's table. and it was the perfect time for me where I was coming out. and it's like I wanted more practice. I had, read tarot for people. I'd been a yoga teacher. I had been holding space for others in numerous ways, but not as an astrologer. And so I was super excited to be able to be in this container with other people going through the same thing, like getting to explore this craft and getting to find my voice as an astrologer, which was something that I never thought I would need to do. And, um, yeah, so I found it and it almost immediately for me, I think, I don't know, Brittany, if I can remember exactly, but I want to say like, I signed up as soon as it was available. Like as soon as the form was there, like I had, I think like I had prepped the questions beforehand or something. And like, as soon as like the, it was like go time registrations open, I was like, like filling out the form. As quick as I could, because I wanted in so badly, like I could just tell. And part of the reason for the poll is I have more of a traditional kind of background in terms of my work life. And I didn't really have a magical community or a container in that way. And I really enjoyed my time at Portland School of Astrology, but I I was hungry for more. I was hungry for more people, more, more magical folk. And I, I knew I, I, I guess there was part of me that knew I would find that at the magician's table, or at least I, I thought there was a pretty good chance that I would find that, and of course I did. And so it was, a, it was a fantastic experience, and yeah, parts of it were, um, I'll say confronting, but not in a like negative way. It was like sometimes we would be invited to grow and stretch. And when you come up against that growth edge, you know, it can feel a little bit confronting, like, oh, I I didn't know that was there. Like, hello. Uh, And so to go through that, but then to be witnessed um, in such a beautiful way, in such a supportive way. And then the other thing that I loved so much was watching everyone else go through their transformation too. Like, Oh, my goodness. My heart just swells thinking about it. Um, getting to see how everyone was at the start at opening weekend and who we were at the end. It was just really incredible. And I'm pleased to you know, say that a lot of the people I met in that first container ended up becoming friendships for me and were still in touch to this day. And they're people that I uh, hold very dearly because um, they were part of my coming out of the, the broom closet. And so my after Magician's Table, it had a ripple effect, not just across my life, um, my magical life, but also my my entire life. I ended up leaving the career that I had worked so hard to build and thought that I really wanted because I realized like, oh, there's something more out there for me. And it had... Um, It just started to show up in so many more different ways and I became somebody completely different Um, not completely different as like I wasn't me or I wasn't um I was like unrecognizable as a new person but it was more of like uncovering it was like taking off these layers that had been kind of built up over time like just if you can imagine Uh, The image that's coming through is Mr. Rogers, or when he comes to, uh, when he comes in and he takes off his his uh, jacket and he puts on his sweater, you know, and gets kind of cozy, comfy. Like that was the experience for me, Um, and it was so great. I had to come back and do it again, so I did it again in 2022. And the difference for me the second time was I was a different person. I was more connected to. My craft, and I started to develop what was my what I would consider like my niche of astrology, which is the sacred signatures, which is those sometimes challenging, difficult um, aspects of our chart that become so integral to who we are. And then I got to play with that. Um, And now I can't believe that I'm back now as a 13th reader, and I'm just so freaking excited for this and for this, and to get to go through it again, to get to go through it again. Because one thing I've shared before, um, Britton, with you is like, I relate to the magician's table as like a body of work that is representative of lifelong learning. So it's something that Every time as we change and evolve and come back to it, we see different things about it. You know, there's different pieces of it that speak to us. We get like a different depth of understanding of it. And so not only am I excited to be a 13th reader, but I'm excited to go through the curriculum again because I am a different person now and I can't wait to continue my development as a a magician. So really grateful to be here with all of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Erin. And I revamped the curriculum last year, so it'll also have like a newness to it. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Hot dog.
2: <laughs> Who would like to go next? Um, I just wanna say that I love Aaron Kelly. That's it. Nicole, you can go. But I just want to say, Erin, you're so yummy and so good and so joyful. And I love hearing you talk about the things that matter so much to you. So that's it.
1: Thank you, Samar. I feel the same way about all of you, Um, especially just so grateful to be in partnership with you
3: all. Okay, it's me, Nicole. Um, and I love you all too. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. I think what I want to present is I did Magician's Table in twenty twenty two, and it was coming off of the heels of having done Chart Your Course, which was like a container that you, Britton, and Jonathan held for a couple months. And that container for me was extremely profound and extremely alchemical. Um, and I was able to show up in that space, like messy. Like I would cry, I would share the depths. Like other times I was like elated and I have really experienced um, the container that Britain holds. And I was like, this is very alchemical. This is very powerful, very potent. And like on the heels of that, I think, you were talking about the magician's table, sharing that on Instagram. And I remember just feeling agitated by it. I was just wanted it to be done because I felt the pull to it, but I was just like, Nope, I already just like really put myself out there. I'm a 12th house son. I need my shade space. I need to just go back in. Like, I don't want to keep like, I don't, I'm good for now, but you kept like, obviously doing promo. And every time I would just feel like this sense of like, just fucking get to the close of this. Like, let's just be done. And I remember then getting an email where you invited me in or invited, or just said, you know, I'm feeling, I don't really remember at all what you said, but you invited me in. And that was just like, oh no, you did not. Like I felt, I was like, oh man, it felt very, um, confronting and humbling and beautiful for me and also really allowed again for what was seeded for me in charting a course was just continue to let that bloom you know this contraction and this blooming and this contraction and this blooming and at that time I was very still deep in the underworld and so to be put in this container, the magician's table, where I'm like, I don't know what I would offer. I'm a seer, I'm an oracle. These things, like in my mind, I still had the programming. I'm too weird, I'm too out there, I'm too underworldly. Um, but because I had that data of having been in charting your course, I'm just like, people actually love that about me. So that seated my yes. But a part of my process in saying that, yes, that I do want a presence is, I remember just feeling conflicted, like, do I want to move forward with the magician's table? Do I want to do this? Do I not? It wasn't an easeful yes for me. Um, And, but one of the processes of that was me coming into this realization that like you, Britain, are a true ally. Like I'm queer and mixed race and part of charting your course for me was really putting you and that energetic through a sieve. Like, am I fucking safe? Am I going to be extracted from as a person of color? And I wasn't. Like, you are an ally and your spaces are powerful and potent for those of us who are people of color, for those of us who are queer. And I remember my friend saying when I was processing about the magician's table, she was like, is this just another white woman that's here to extract and just need more like optics of people of color? And when I could feel into my answer and it was a wholehearted no, like that this is not Britain, this is not the space. That is what led me to my yes, that I was able to reflect and begin to heal this wound that I have had with white women who have been extracted of me and my medicine, but it allowed me to be like, no, Britain, every time, every opportunity, it's this full, bring your full self, Nicole, like bring your full medicine. Like we want all of you, you know? And so that's how I showed up in magician's table. I really showed up. And you, I remember like the slack intro and I was coming in that energy of like, I'm just gonna speak my mother tongue and the slack intro. And I was speaking about dragon mothers and like, I don't know whatever was real for me at that time. But I felt so just like, it felt good. And also not, it wasn't a full sort of like, let's see what people do with it. But a little bit of that of like, I'm just gonna go out there and let's see what happens. And people just, they were like, yes, yes, queen, more. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the bloom can happen. And so, yeah, for me, the magician's table again was me showing up with my oracular work, um, which is uh, seated in the womb and the stars and is very powerful and potent, but not necessarily something that can be tracked or traced easily. And the fact people were open to that, I was able to practice, to express, to bring that underworld, wombic primordial water energy that I rock with and bless people with that was powerful. And so it was beautiful to receive other people's medicine and experience. And I think for me, the most potent was for me to push that edge of blooming. And to really like to go with the thing that I wanted to do, that I was like, this might not make sense to people. And uh, I don't know, to grow in that healing part of myself and to have people receive it. And, you know, some people, I don't, I didn't even track the resonance. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm just going to do this. And so for me, the magician's table has fully rippled out into my life. I'm not doing that work in that distinct way, because that's a part of who I am. I'm constantly evolving and shifting and shedding. And so I'm excited to see um, what wants to come forward in this present moment with the cohort. Um, But I know it will be true and aligned to who I am at this given juncture, Um, but it continues to ripple out. Friendships, relationships, any of the things that I've put out there and offer, half of the people who sign up are people who I've met in these containers. And so it's just, I don't know, it's been an answer to prayer. And so, yeah, I think that's what I will, that's what I'm gonna say.
2: Nicole, I love you.
0: I love all y'all. Thank you. Mm, These words make my heart burst. (sighs) <sighs> Samar says my makeup's too pretty cry. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's so pretty, Samar.
2: <gasps> hmm. So rude, Nicole. It's so rude. Um I'm just getting to know you, but I feel like there your energy is something that's already allowing for parts of me to emerge that um, I didn't have access to before meeting you. And so I'm very grateful to have you in my orbit. So um, I'm Samar and um, I am feeling at the brink of tears because uh, I'm so grateful um in preparing to talk about who is the magician's table and and what this particular container has um, meant for me, I am actually not even a year out from the first time I went through, which was 2023. And um, so the reverberations are still, Happening. They're still happening. Um, I remember uh, in December of 2022, the full moon, um, promising myself that I wouldn't abandon myself anymore. And, and that uh, I'm a, a witchy person and I need to let my witch hang out. And I don't know where that's going to be, where, how that's going to, to come out, but, you know, uh, uh, it, it just, it just, it has to come out of me. And at this time, I was also in my last semester of coursework for a PhD in ethnomusicology. So, um, I, a friend connected me to your work, Britain, was, I ate up moon to moon. I was like, oh, nah, 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 this is so good. And oh my goodness, the, the the promos, like everything was just landing in a way that I had not really experienced before in the quote unquote woo-woo community. Um, it, w- it felt very authentic. It felt very real. And it felt very... Um, very me. And so um, it was a little terrifying in some ways because when you're confronted with you outside of you, um, a lot of times people either they embrace it or they run away from it. You know, that's, that's really where a lot of our conflict happens in this world between people. Is that we see ourselves reflected back in other people and we either push away or we fall into that. And so um, I was like, oh man, Um, who is this white woman? Who is this beautiful, thin white woman like speaking truth and speaking it in? A very, like, uh, it was not clean. It was not clean. It was not wrapped up in a pretty bow. It was um, malefic as fuck. And um, I was like, oh, man, okay, all right. Well, and then the promo began for Magician's Table. And I was like, no, this is not for me. I'm I'm not a reader. I mean, I've read for some people, but I'm not a reader. That's not me. Besides, I want to be a professor for the rest of my life and, like, write books and, like, be in a library for the rest of my life, except I didn't. And so, um, I remember, like, seeing the promo and, like, needing to scroll past really fast so that I didn't really get caught in the, like, I didn't get caught in it. Um, so, Nicole, when you said that, I was like, Mm-mm, I feel the same way. Yes. Like, we got to get out of this. Um, But I will never forget that one where you said, like, I have a, I have like a a secret. I'm, I'm psychic and I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid to say that I'm like a mystical person. And it, it like whatever had, whatever uh, dinky little um, thing I had put up to keep myself from falling in to myself really, that's really what happened with the magician's table, it fell away. And so I was like, I don't even know if um, I have the time or the money or any of this, but I'm just going to say yes and put my application in. And if it's not, if it's not good, it won't happen. It just won't happen. you know maybe maybe britain won't resonate with me and you know i'll i'll be out it'll be an out for me so i gave i gave it up to the universe and the universe is like "Ha, ha 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 like are you kidding like this is it um duh and so i began the you know i got i was accepted and i was like oh shit like okay it's happening whatever it is whatever it is it's happening And so, um, I went through those long, short weeks (laughs) of the magician's table and, um, I remember the first meeting I was like crying afterwards. I was like, I'm, it's not, I'm not, not cool enough for this. I'm like, not good. I said that to my, my partner was like, I'm not cool enough. Like this is, you know, um, and it was funny because my my cohort, they, it was like they un like they re, they like unveiled like these mirrors so I could see myself, and they spoke myself to back to me, and um, oh, I'm getting like really emotional because I had never been in a situation where, um, I was seen in like the complete fullness of who I was. And there was no question. There was no, um, asking of more or less. It was just like, oh, this is Samar. We love you for you. And so, being in that space was uh, a calling for me to say, well, damn, I guess it's time for me to, to internalize that and allow that to um, go through me and then be magnetized. And so um, I left the magician's table and I quit my doctoral program. I, I was just like, this is, this is not it. I don't know what's happening after this, but I know that I have to be me and I have to be allowed to be me completely. And so if I can't uh, be in a space, I have to create the space somewhere. And so Insolvent Dula um, was born born and um i haven't looked back not in a way to to, you know go back uh more in the sense of uh um like when i when people when i you know people talk about transformation that container was like completely transformed me the person i started out with is not the person I am right now. It wasn't the person I was in June, you know, afterwards. It wasn't, um, uh, and that transformation wasn't always uh, happy. It didn't always feel good, but I wanted it so badly. And you're in that container provided that for me. And I, I love that. I love that I was able to ask for what I needed before the container and that it was delivered to me through the container, which I cannot say is the case for a lot of containers. So the end.
0: That is a powerful story. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of like what is delivered to, you, you know, it's definitely got to be one of the hardest marketing type containers in terms of like outcomes, because it's like, what is the outcome you desire? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't determine the outcomes. <laughs> you and the container will work that out. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, who is the magician's table? Hmm. <laughs> so, Mar, did you want to lead with the with?
2: Um, do you want to take the mic right back? I, I can, yeah. um, I, as I said before, I, I had I struggled to answer this question because who is the magician's table? So I just started writing, and this is what came out. Um, who is the magician's table? You got dressed, put on your very best, and you showed up early. Nerves bubbling at the hollow of your throat. But the room was empty, save for a mirror covered in a film of dust. Before you have a chance to catch them, the tears have already escaped. Fooled once again, dashed hopes. It didn't show up. You look up and catch your reflection, tear-streaked cheeks, but the water remembers. And in a flash, you are brought forward into the misty oracles of your eyes. They remind you that you were never there. You were, they remind you that you were there to meet yourself. There was never a savior to meet outside your divine collection of cells. The dream was always you.
1: you right back crying <laughs> <laughs> holy shit so beautiful so beautiful Samar thank you thank you I'm gonna uh,
0: have that on the promo page by by this evening <laughs> if you'll let me <laughs> uh,
2: yeah
3: uh. nourished that's how I feel
2: mm-hmm Yeah, so, you know, reflecting on who is the magician's table, the magician's table is everyone who comes to the table. That's who it is. And one of the things I have loved so much about the fact that it is you walking up to the table you are there it is you is that um there's a beautiful breaking terrifying truth in showing up for yourself and um I am so, I'm, I'm so grateful for that, you know, being the ability to be able to show up in a container for yourself and to drink at the fountain of your own magic. And to realize that the fountain is eternal, to realize that the fountain doesn't dry up, to realize that it goes on, even if you don't feel magical that day, that is uh, there. There's never there's there's there will never be words to express the thanks for that. And really, you know, as I thank you, Britain, for being the like, you know, um, the channel for the container. I'm also thanking myself. I'm also thanking all of my cohorts. I'm also thanking everyone who ever thought about the magician's table because it's sending energy there. So.
1: I love that, Samar and I, I was feeling into something similar in the sense that I felt that I could show up as fully myself uh, and so I think it's, it's welcoming in the sense that the parts that you thought you had to put away, the parts of you that you thought you had to hide or cover up or mask are accepted. And there's, guess what? There's a whole community of people that are ready and willing to receive you in just the most beautiful way. You know, I, I think about um, the yin aspects of ourselves, the quiet places, the different ways of knowing feeling and being in the world that aren't celebrated in the way that big splashy (laughs) super loud although there's room for that too right vegetarius um love that word (laughs) uh there's there's it's all okay and i think about the wealth that we have collectively between us all at the magician's table and how we get to share in that invisible banquet and feed each other. It's amazing. So I think of it as like, there's a little bit of, um, I there's a bit of trickster element to magician's table as well. Like in, in the most playful way, there's a playfulness to it. There is a gravitas to it. There is the connection and love uh, element of it, and there is inspiration as well. And yet we're also held inside this container that provides the support and the scaffolding for you to experiment or for anyone to experiment with trying on these parts of ourselves that we've put in a pocket of consciousness, as Britain, Britain might say. I might not have that right, but I think that's, that's similar to something you've said before. And it's like, oh, I have this part of myself. What would it be like to share it with other people and share it in a safer space? You know, like these parts of our ourselves are um, the intuitive parts of ourselves that sometimes we put away. They, they're like muscles in a lot of ways. We have to work them to get used to how it feels. Like if you've ever not worked out and then you started working out, all of a sudden you get sore, right? So I think of this as like, it's a bit of a playground. It's a bit of a, a mystery. It's a, it's a It's a whole wonderful experience. And I just appreciate it for being welcoming and being able to shine light on the parts because likely those parts that we keep hidden are like some of the most exciting and special things about ourselves that we get to share with other people you know so I think that's that's kind of where I think it is my mind goes to the the things that you think you have to hide are probably some of the most fun fantastic wonderful things about you And this is a space to get to try that on, try that back on, and then remember, remember who you are.
3: I love how you said all that, Aaron, and I resonated and it just felt very ooh, nourishing both you and Samar share. I feel so nourished and I also echo them. And this came to me at this moment about the magician's table. And then I have some welcome to the wacky world of Nicole in a second, but I'll speak to this thing that just came now. And that was at the magician's table is really an energetic a being of like synchronicity and magic and what's so fascinating too is that I had for a while just been praying to spirit not deeply but every now and again just being like I would love to be a 13th reader and just having that little childlike prayer in my spirit just speaking that to the universe never to anybody and then a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from Britain inviting me to be the 13th fucking reader. And I was like, you have, and I had a feeling that's what the message was. But I was like, I didn't even listen to it the day it came in. Cause I was like, I'm not ready yet. I feel like this is what this is, but if it's not like I have to like ground myself and it was. And so like the magician's table, the energy, the synchronicity is still in flow, even for the 13th reader, I'm just like, this is like this next introduction of like speaking these prayers, speaking these desires, and this being of magic, of synchronicity, hearing that and reflecting that back. It's really very magical, the the magician's table, and it is very trickstery, and I love it. Um, And so what I have to say when I was reflecting on this, uh, when we... When the four of us met last week and were sort of speaking our intentions and incantation energy type stuff, I literally saw like an octopus come into the space. Then the octopus turned into a spider weaving and then turned into the great cosmic dark mother Kali Ma. So when I began to sit with this and go on my walks and feel into these beings connected in with the magician's table, this whole web of wacky potent power began to just like surface. So I'm going to share what was coming up with that. And so this octopus had this like deep water energy, but also galactic. And I kept seeing like, I don't know if people have, if you've all have seen, octopuses can go in these small little jars, but I kept seeing an octopus go into that and come out. Like it was communicating, like just because you can go into a small container doesn't mean you need to be. And it would go out into this, like it was a vast ocean, but it's also has a galactic celestial energy. I I feel I connect with, with the magician's table. And then my partner, Dickie, is very focused and loves octopuses. And so I asked him the other day, could you just share with me some facts like about octopus? And the one of the many that stood out that felt very resonant for who the magician's table is, is that when an octopus mother gives birth to all the eggs, they need like oxygen like she just uses all of her energy to give oxygen to these babies and she doesn't eat and then she dies so the babies they come and they don't have a mother but they have their instinctual knowing and it's through play through a creativity through events happening in the ocean that that memory of the creativity of innovation of how to survive kicks in. And that's really what I experienced in the magician's table is like this deep longing for my ancestral medicine, this deep longing to be, I know myself as a seer and an Oracle, but I haven't been raised or trained in a village or a tradition that allows that to have been passed on. There has been a breaking within that. There has been this sense of like, where is my great 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 grandmother my mother that holds this and so coming into the container of the magician's table with that bit of stress that magic it kicks something in, inside of me that was like whoa okay like something is turning on something is waking up and I feel like that's what this octopus is communicating to me about the magician's table then what entered in was the spider and I have a deep relationship with grandmother spider and she is a reweaver of the web and so when i came into the magician's table what i experienced and what i saw again and again and again is new stories being rewritten as these ancestral memories as these gifts begin to come online we are invited to work with for me it was grandmother spider for you it might be some other being but a weaver who begins to reweave the story so that we can actually begin to anchor and stand in these gifts and then Ali Ma, dark goddess, threshold, life, death, destruction. She is very present because so much for me in this experience of the magician table is alchemical. It is a threshold where these ideas of who I thought I was needed to die and needed to decompose in order for this ancestral memory to come in in order for this new story to be told there is this threshold energy and so you britain in my opinion are a beautiful and wonderful steward of this space because it is that vulture magic it is it is death it is life it is rebirth and so those were the the beings who step forward as sort of these proxies for me to language who I feel the magician's table to be. Galactic underwater octopus, grandmother spider and the great Kalima.
2: Holy shit, yes.
0: Thank you. Uh I have things to share, but I'm curious if any of y'all want to respond any more to each other or feel free to unmute at any time.
2: I'm just allowing the like the like amazing wisdom of Nicole to land in my body and nourish me. I'm just allowing for that um for a moment because holy shit she's she's absolutely right, even about this ancestral connect connection and like this this desire that comes up even and and you know, like oh, hold on a second. So this is not a little joke okay so the magician's table is i mean yes trickster energy all day but also this is the kind of these are the kinds of containers that we ask for that we pray for for liberating the rest of the world when you are able to um Create, I'm. I'm getting. So I'm. I'm getting all of my my goosebumps. I know that my people are here, if affirming that too. When you can create a container where people are allowed to um, remove themselves so much from these societal lies to connect with their ancestral roots, and that not be the purpose of the container, uh. you're allowing for. This this liberation that the world, especially as Pluto goes into Aquarius, um, that we that we are like desperate for. It's this is more than just that that uh, so social media like you know putting posts on to talk about liberation. This is actually doing the work. Of liberation. This is doing the work.
1: Yeah, Samar, I feel that so deeply. My When I was writing my dream for this year's cohort, it's the fact that my wish is that folks develop an unwavering trust in themselves and their unique magic that ignites a wildfire of enchanted momentum into their creative lives that ripple across time and space, weaving a web of transformational change, bridging this world and the next. (laughs) And so what you're saying about like, the liberation starts within, it starts with us, and then it catches, catches fire.
3: I love all of that. And something that I'm wanting to presence in here too is in that liberatory work of learning to love ourselves be connected in with our own like medicine and ancestors and guides is what I also loved about the magician's table. And this is a particular juicy enjoyment of mine is having a group of friends that we are different. Like, you know, like I need a like diversity in every facet and manner of that word, like homogeneity, no, thank you. And that's what I love about the magician's table is like, though, yes, we are coming, we are magical folk. The way that is manifesting is very distinct and very different. And the essence of each person coming forward, it nourishes on such a deep level and brings an energetic of healing to the earth to the planet, to ourselves. And it's just what I enjoy so much is we don't have to necessarily think the same things or have the look the same way in anything, but it's such a rich environment um, of diverse expression. And I love it and I'm here for it. And that is how I want to live my life, literally, like, yes.
2: Mm Britain, how does that land for you being the holder of the the container how does that land what i love is the magic of like
0: um i can't imagine a world of like creating a container with the aspirations for those to be the outcomes and then being like And this is, this is what it looks like creating a container with those outcomes. All I could do was just like full force of myself, commit to listening to like what the scaffolding was and then talking about it. And then just let, let those outcomes just flow in through mystery without me feeling like I've got to manage or control, like I got to think about how to create diversity. No, it's just coming. I'm not look, you know, it's like, I feel like what it's taught me as a holder is to just stay committed to like full body love and listening and then letting all the energetics around it do what they're trying to do. You know, and I think that's why it's so because when I get too hooked into like thinking that I did that or like well, those are my goals. So or something like this, it doesn't even feel true to me, you know. Obviously, it's such a um like on my knees humility uh holy shit heart open to hear it and in many ways i this is me showing up to for me you know is and that's why it i think unfolds to each person in a fractal way that you see yourself in the mirror is that i i'm doing this to to feel myself trusting that it's made of something larger than me um yeah, I'll share that. Um, I pulled a card and got nine of discs, which is um, Venus and Virgo. And uh, it says in the little Soth book that I have um, associations, one would be like the story of the fishes, you know, in the, in the Bible of like plenty, you know, this idea of like, there's just so much how are the fishes? How are all these fish getting here? You know, there's this abundance of fish and you you trust that. And then it said like the image is the magic table. And it was like the magic table. What? Like overflowing fish at the table, magic table. Um, But I was thinking about how like we say things like this is on the table. This is not on the table. Like in many ways, the table is, is what is present in our lives. Like what is, what are we doing right now? What's on the table? Like at any given moment, it's on the table or it's not on the table, you know? And I feel like I have different ways of describing what I think the magic, the magician's table is. And I'm always very open to letting that be kind of like, um, holographic experience of meaning you know rather than a single definition and uh which is why i wanted to hear what would come through y'all too is just to create more um of a meaning bank around it but um i was thinking about who is the magician's table in many ways it's like you you're arriving at this table and i feel like there are these forces whether it's ancestral forces galactic forces um deity forces like who even knows there's like there's there's this kind of invisible set of things that are moving things around like this is what's present you come to it with this open heart and this humility of like i don't know what the hell is going to happen but i just trust i'm supposed to be here and it's like, we're going to move this over here. (laughs) Like this, we're taking off the table. (laughs) Like things just start to happen. Like now suddenly I have a candle here that wasn't here before. Like the table changes. And now you're looking at a different table in your life. It's like a magic table. And if you want to take it to that biblical story, it's like a I think it's an inherently abundant table because I've found that when people come to this space with a desire, like some kind of medicine comes through to meet that. It may not be exactly what you think it's gonna be, but it returns the like sincerity of the desire with something that's also sincere and transformative and healing. And I think pretty much always very unexpected. Like, I don't think anybody leaves like, well, that was just what I thought. (laughs) And I love that too, is like this um, goals. Great, love it. Love the desire of the goals and mystery. Who knows? um, Let's see what happens. And trusting that like the The colleagues who come to be at your, sit at the table with you, it's like a very magical process by which you find yourself sitting with these people. Um, And it is on second rounds for, as I understand it, for people who come back. And um, I just love this octopus image of um, the the little babies, you know, who learn through play together it's just perfect yeah thank you for that
3: and I have I was been sitting here and literally the octopus uh metaphors are coming in so I'm going to share this one that resonates with what you were saying as well but Dickie told me that octopus says well this is the story that these people were like not wanting this octopus to like get these snacks or these foods or something in the water. And so the octopus's intelligence was giving them a show with a couple of their tentacles and the other two were able to go and get some of the food. And so Dickie shared the octopuses that each one of their arms has, that's brain can go into it and they can do different things. And I'm feeling like that is very much again symbolic of what happens in the magician's table. This, you know, I'm not saying it's an octopus, but this is what is communicating to me about the energy, the being of the magician's table. We each get what we need. It's like this arm. It's like you get fit and you get this and it's that fractal nature. But speaking about it as an octopus that it's like you need this and you need this and you need this. And I just love that. It's really cool. And it's actually really what happens.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it has its choose your own curriculum quality because some people will take it and create a kind of more public persona for themselves around their magic. And for some people, it's deeply, deeply personal. For some, it's relational. Sometimes it's just death. You know, it's just like death, 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 week after week, <laughs> and it it's not a it's not going to feel um, as fun if you were worried about you know how everybody else is doing compared to you. So it doesn't it doesn't bode well for comparative energies, which um, is a nice thing in a world where it feels like everything is designed to um, create competitive types of comparisons. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also think of Octopus as very, um, like a mercurial trickster energy and Mercury is the patron of Magician's Table. So that works just so well. Let's see, are there any any words that you want to present before we close? I know you each will be on in episodes coming up in the weeks after this, but in our time here as the Diamond Dandelions, anything on your heart, anything you might want to say to someone listening, moving through the process of wishing that I would stop talking
1: about this? (laughs) Say be be curious about be curious about what comes up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe set the judgment aside and just be curious about leaning in and maybe exploring whatever is coming up, you know. And I think that also like we can have our dreams and hopes for like what we want to experience. So thinking again about the um the little baby octopus <laughs> octopi getting like what they need in the moment. Um but also being okay like with whatever shows up or curious about that. And I think that's a really gentle way to like hold yourself and hold the container and hold everyone else um in that. And so I would say yeah like be curious. I love hot cognitions when they come up because I'm like, oh, it could be the air moon, but I'm like, oh, that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> Why am I feeling that way? Like, oh, there's something there. Let me explore what that is. And it's, it's always juicy.
0: Yeah.
2: If you're looking for a sign, this is it. Yeah. So just go on ahead and come because this is it.
1: Yeah, my Britton, I've been in a lot of containers with you, and I will say, like, anytime I I know what I want, I don't always get what I want, but I get what I need every time. Every time, <laughs> I've learned now just to. And I didn't have that Sorry. way with the mag, with the magician's table so much because it, you know it's a group dynamic, but like, yeah, there's definitely definitely get the medicine that I need.
3: Um, I think the thing I would say again, is I'm a very visual person. And with that table, I'm seeing all this food, all this bounty, all this beauty. I think the thing I'm very Venusian, um, the thing, these candles, it's just very, it's uh lovely, but I think what I would just say is just like, welcome, you know, like there is a seat for you at the table. And like, there's tears in my eyes when I say that, but like, it's really real, you know, like. Even if this is a year that doesn't happen for you, you you know, you work through it, you know, there will always be a seat for you at the table, you know? So come, you know, you're welcome. We wanna see your beauty.
1: Oh. Yeah, we're, we're dreaming of you. Right?
2: Yeah. I used to can say that first group. Yeah. <laughs> I dream Can you that. tell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you tell who's like Venusian and who's like not? Who's like very Capricornian? I'm saying, look, if you're looking for a sign, here you are, and then everyone's like, Ooh, I love <laughs> you, I'm dreaming of you. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> Let's go. But also you are beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: We need that malefic balance. It's got a malefic quality, this magician's table. Um, made of love. Well, thank you all for your time and your genius and your commitment and your hearts. The so the promo begins. Mm -hmm. We welcome, we welcome, we welcome what comes.
2: Thank you.
0: Y'all. Thank you so much. Dear listeners, I'm encouraging you to connect with each of them. If you resonated with their voices, I'm going to have all the links to be able to find where they are. If you're feeling curious, if your interest is peaked, if you're salivating to join, If you're terrified that you're going to get snagged in this promo, (laughs) you should be terrified. (laughs) Um, This is the beginning of the promo. The promo is officially kicking off. Something that I didn't share in the intro is that the alive image I had from the period of time where I was feeling into who to reach out to for the 13th readers was um, this idea of bone broth. (laughs) I was feeling into this like real crone bone energy of like old wisdom, mature wisdom, ripened wisdom, this kind of force of crone. But like, in this kind of like fatty, nurturing sense of broth where the bones have been able to really simmer and the broth just feels like so, so good for you and you just like cellular level feel cared for and feel infused with something that you really need right now, you know? And there's been all these synchronicities with Samar, Aaron, and Nicole where at the same time I was having this vision, they were also being called into working with bone broth and bones and um, it's just a very alive image that we're playing with as something that we're calling in. So we're over here during the promo period making bone broth like at our cauldron's Just letting this process simmer, trusting that those constellating all of you to the three cohorts, you're on your way and we are preparing. We are preparing to nourish you. We are preparing to give you something that for each person will be very different. Who's to say what it is for you, but you can trust that it provides That's the outcome that I can promise. So February 18th is the early bird deadline. And last year, just about everybody came in by then. You have to submit your application. That's the next step. So the first step is, am I curious to go check out the course page? (laughs) Then check out the application, feel, feel into it, and then submit it. The earlier you submit, the more likely you are to be able to pick the time of day that you want um, for the Wednesday meetups that are required. And um, the sooner you can just show your nervous system that this is happening. Applying by Early Bird gets you a free um, session with me included, a coaching session with me. And um, I think you're going to want that. I think you're going to want that when you're going through it. Uh, It tends to be something people find very nourishing when they're moving through all the activations that come up with the, the chrysalis that the magician's table is. So if you have any questions about the application process, about the financial process, about the logistics of being in the container please reach out to info at britainlarue.com and I I will get back to you or Samara will get back to you to um, just help you feel into it. Like it's a it's a really big investment, you know? Like it's fairly demanding of you because mostly because your devotion is demanding it. Like a force beyond yourself comes in and it becomes pretty... Intense because it's like you've been starving for this. You didn't even know how hungry you were until you gave it to yourself. How about that for permissioning? Hmm. There's going to be episodes coming out every Wednesday. With more, different alums are coming. We have some really fun topics. So I like to think that even if, like, someone doesn't even go through the container, there's you can still learn with the container, be affected by the container, be transformed in some way, just feeling the frequency of it. Yeah. From a mystical perspective, that is very fucking real. So um, I'm so excited to share with you every Wednesday more about magic, more about having the audacity to name yourself as a magical person, to be in vulnerability speech and community, and to really claim yourself as the, the one who is the magical channel that you offer. It's not the modality. It's you that's magical. All right. Thank you so much. Sending you all lots of love wherever you are in the world. Sending lots of love, gentleness, softness, spaciousness to all beings. Keeping our heart open to the grief and wonder of this human existence. Being willing to see truth. And holding ourselves in deepest compassion so that we can hold compassion for others. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you've never left a review, P.S., I would love it if you would do that. Thank you so much. Till next time, bye.